Today, as we speak about Lech Lecha, I'm reminded of this story about Yitzchak, not the Bible Yitzchak, about this man Yitzchak, who makes a call from his home in Florida to his son in New York, and he says, Benny, I have something to tell you. However, I don't want to discuss it. I'm merely telling you because you're my oldest child and I thought you ought to know. I've made up my mind. I'm divorcing Ima. Ima is mommy. Benny is shocked and asks his father to tell him what happened. I don't want to get into it. My mind is made up. But Avi, my father, but Avi, you just can't decide to divorce Ima just like that after 54 years together. What happened? It's too painful to talk about it. I only called you because you're my son, and I thought you should know. I really don't want to get into it any more than this. You can call your sister and tell her, and it will spare me the pain. But where's Ima? Can I talk to her? No. I don't want you to say anything to her about it. I haven't told her yet. <laughs> Believe me, it hasn't been easy. I've agonized over it for several days, and I finally come to a decision. I have an appointment with the lawyer the day after tomorrow. Avi... Don't do it, Avi. Don't do anything rash. I'm going to take the first flight down. Promise me that you won't do anything until I get there. Well, all right. I promise. Next week is Passover. I'll hold off seeing the lawyer until after the Seder. Call your sister in New Jersey and break the news to her. I just can't bear to talk about it anymore. I have our later. Yitzchak receives a call from his daughter who tells him that she and her brother were able to get tickets and that they and the children will be arriving in Florida the day after tomorrow. Benny told me that you don't want to talk about it on the telephone, but promise me, promise me that you won't do anything until we both get there. Yitzchak promises. After hanging up from his daughter, Yitzchak turns to his wife and says, well, it worked this time, but what are we going to do next year? <laughs> to get them to come down. <laughs> That's, yeah, that reminds me, yeah, that also reminds me of um, the... Uh, this uh, this woman who um, also from Florida and, and her son is from New York and and she um, she's speaking to her son and she says and he says how is everything he says I'm starving I'm starving and she says what what do you mean you're starving eat something he says no 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 you don't have you don't understand I haven't eaten haven't eaten in ages. What? You haven't eaten in ages? Why? Because I'm standing by the phone. What for? In hopes that someday you'll call me. <laughs> okay. And it's Jewish humor. And we all understand, all understand that. <laughs> Jewish, but universal. <laughs> but uh, this is Lech Lecha. 
And, um, and sometimes you gotta, lech lecha, you gotta go forth and go visit your parents. <laughs> and that would be a nice thing and a good thing, a good thing to do. And um, so, but I would like to talk about some of the, uh, some of the things that we learn from Lech Lecha. And as Rabbi Rutledge said previous, before, um, Rabbi Joey has a story about um, Lech Lecha, and it involved me, and, um, and I have a story about Rachel and I have a story about Lech Lecha also. But, so Lech Lecha is, is, is important because a lot of times God is telling you to go forth and it doesn't have to be with physically mo uh, moving. Sometimes God tells you just to go forth. I'm calling you to be close to me. I'm calling you into my presence and it may seem strange. It may seem strange because, you know, well, you may be Jewish and all of a sudden embracing Yeshua and saying, what, 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 what is this? What's going on? I can't believe I'm embracing Yeshua and God is calling you to do it. And you start thinking about it and God wants, when you hear the call to go forward, like each and every one of us have done, and that's why we are here today. And Lech Lecha, we, um, we see that um, supposedly it was around 2,000 years after, after creation, and, and um, in the first 2,000 years were an era of desolation, Adam had fallen, Abel had been, think about it. You think about trouble on this earth today, in those first 2,000 years, Adam had fallen, that means Adam and Eve had fallen and thrown out of Ghanidan, Abel had been murdered, idolatry had been introduced to the world, and 10 Dismal generations had been washed away by the flood. The ten generations from, uh, from Noah had failed. And um, supposedly, supposedly Abraham was born in the year 1948 from creation, which is interesting. I don't know if, that, I don't know if that's correct. And I, I don't know that anyone has seen his birth certificate. <laughs> but supposed, but supposedly, and whether it is or isn't, it, it's good for some good midrash with midrash's parables, stories, um, and um, and again, Lech Lecha begins in the middle of Avram's life, the middle of some ongoing relationship between Avram and God, in the middle of. Terah, his father's failed voyage to Canaan. And we say, how, how do you know that? Well, that's because in Genesis 11, page, in Genesis 11, verse 26 to 32, it speaks about that with Terah, his father. And, um, and then, we, um, then we also find out that Sarah might have been a sister to Lot and Milcha. And... Um, 
So we, we see all these things that are taking place. And Abraham, who wasn't Abraham first, he was Avram, and then after God blessed him, he changed his name to Avraham, so he would be a father of nations. And someone had asked me, well, okay, so he's a father of nations, then how come it's, um, he's the father of, of Judaism, how come it's only about um, the Jewish people? And the reason why is because the covenant, it's about the covenant. Remember, we're a covenant people. If you're born Jewish, you're a covenant people. If you're not born Jewish and you're in Messiah, you're a covenant people. We are covenant people. Praise God. And when God says, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you and through your seed, all the nations will be blessed. It had to go from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob and from Jacob to one of Jacob's descendants by the name of first with David and then the next, the next descendant, many many generations down by the name of Yeshua and through Abraham's descendant of Yeshua all the nations will be blessed so praise God so this is God saying from the beginning this is saying from the beginning I have a group of people that I am calling out for a special reason I'm choosing them for a special reason their job is to be a light unto the nations. But way, 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 way in the future, I have a special blessing is that my son will be coming down. And when he says his son, it's not like, it's not like we imagine a son. It's, it, it's, 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 it's God can do anything, and if he wants to plant the seed of himself into the womb of a woman, he can do it. That's not a major thing. To me, it's more of a major thing for a 90-year-old having a baby. You know, but can God just, can, can God just plant the seed in, in, in the womb of someone? Why not? He's God. He created us. He can do, it. He can do whatever he wants, when he wants. And, and you think about it, Avra, the Lech uh, Lecha and the study of Abraham is all about faith. It's all about faith. And as um, many years ago, when Catherine Kuhlman understood her faith, she said, faith is just it's it's all it's all about him faith and him faith and god faith and messiah it's the same thing it's all about him what are you having faith in you're having faith in the messiah and 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 for those who don't know who don't know messiah yet 
what are they having faith in? They're having faith in God. But God and Messiah are one. They are one. And that is awesome. And so when we have faith, we have to believe and understand if God gives us a promise, it's going to happen. And Abraham was blessed because Abraham had had this love of God and he had the blessing of God upon him and yet even though Abra even though um, um, Abraham was um, motivated to do what he wanted to do through through his love for God and look what he did I mean he had a lot of tests and trials and even though he had these tests and trials and even though God called him my friend and that's because it was his because of his faith and his obedience it was a, it was credited to him as righteous as righteousness but even and and but he he had God's and that's why I love when when it speaks about you can use the word in in the avot you can use either the translation of kindness of the fathers or the righteousness of the fathers but Abraham had the gift of chesed of loving kindness of loving kindness, and that's why I love to say the kindness or the loving kindness, because that was a gift. That was a gift, and that's the way we all should be having loving kindness to each and every and every person. But we also understand that when God promises. Things come at his timing, not at our timing. And what sometimes, what sometimes we see, it, what sometimes we see at our timing is, and, and we try to rationalize, well, this must be the thing that I have to do at the at this time and if if God's promised us something but we do it ahead of time we do it not when it's God's timing then what we're experiencing is Hasatan's substitute in other words we're experiencing when we go by our flesh it's like the enemy's hasatan, the accuser's substitute, speaks into our mind and we think we have to do something at a certain time and when we do something that's out of the timing of God, then it fails. And I remember one time having uh, this person in, in ministry, in a high place in ministry, and she and her husband... Um, usually when someone makes a big move they you know they they come and ask an appointment with the rabbi and I was the rabbi 
and they ask and say, so could you, I'm telling you what we feel we're supposed to do and could you, could you pray about it? But sometimes, and that's the way it usually is, but sometimes people just come and say, I just want you to know, and they could be one of the leaders and say, well, I want you to know we're, uh, we're moving um, next week. And so, where? And it's to a different state or it could be a different country, a different place, whatever, and the people move to a different, to a different state. And I said, well, if that's what you've decided, I can't tell you not to, but I have to tell you, I've got a red flag. I, I really have a bad feeling about it. I don't think it's, I, I really don't think it's, it's God. And, 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 you know, do what you want to do, but I would tell you not to do it because I just have a real bad feeling about it. Well, I know, you, I know you may have that, but we, we've made up our mind as we're going to do. Okay. Okay, I wish God's blessings upon you, but just be careful. And they sold everything they had, used up all their money, and in six weeks, they were back. And lost everything and were devastated. And um, I don't think... Um, I ended up losing connection with them, but I don't think they ever were back in the place where, where they were. Um, and it's because it's timing. It's timing. Everything is God's timing. And you've got to pray about it so you don't just take an idea that comes into your mind and grasp it. Because things that come, can come into your mind, it could be your own flesh, your own idea, or it could be Hasatan's substitute of what God is trying to tell you. And why do we, why do we want to grasp on to what the evil one is saying? Why? Because we think, oh, well, I got this, and looks like, and I asked my friend about it, and he or she agrees with it, and, and then... And then, um, so we just do it. But the thing is, when you're making big decisions, it takes prayer. If we want to do the right things, it takes prayer. And I love in this, I love in this Parsha where, where um, in, let's start with, Again, Genesis 12, verse, verses 1 through 3. Get going out from your land and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. My heart's desire is to make you into a great nation, to bless you, to make your name great so that you may be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, but whoever curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Now, there's, it's interesting. Sometimes God, sometimes God tells you to do something and you think, okay, but how do I know if I should do that or not? How do I really know if I should do it? Because I could be going through a lot of trials and tribulations. But God came to Abraham and he said, here, this is a blessing. Take this blessing. If you go, I'm calling you forth, 
and I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to bless those who bless you. And if anyone curses you, I'm going to curse. He's giving, he's saying, not only go, look at what you're going to receive. And I, I read this, I read this story, and I, I don't know where I read it. I had it um, from, from somewhere. And um, I think it, it, it shows what Abraham and, and was doing. And Johnny has been, has been pack, packing throughout the Far East for 20 years. One day he bumps into an old friend who recognizes him. As they exchange pleasantries, the friend informs Johnny about his father's deteriorating condition. Johnny left home two decades ago after a fight with his father and is now jarred back to reality. He jumps onto the next flight and rushes to the hospital. Not unimportantly, Johnny's father is the wealthiest man in the world. Johnny is his only son. All the doctors and lawyers are ready to cash in when he expires. Johnny makes his dramatic entrance to his father's bedside and they begin to exchange loving glances. Johnny asks his father, is there anything he can do or say? His father asks Johnny if he remembers what his favorite drink is and Johnny remembers what his father's drink favorite drink was and it was root beer and the dying dad requests from Johnny that he wants to leave this world with the taste of root beer from from his boy Johnny on his lips Johnny's ready to go into action when his father grabs his sleeve and informs him that if he gets back in time he will again he will rewrite his will and make him the sole heir to the entire fortune Johnny pivots and springs into action as he goes, onlookers wonder, what makes Johnny run? Cynically, they assume he's animated by the money. After Johnny returns with the root beer, his father takes a sip and hands Johnny a document, the newly drafted will. He asks Johnny for one more favor. Johnny's elated. Take that paper I just gave you, the new will, and you see that candle burning right over there? Um, put it into that candle, render, rendering it null and void. Johnny takes out, takes the paper, and he just goes to be obedient to his father. And just as it's about to go into the, into the fire, into the candle, his father says, no, don't, don't, don't do that. And he, and, and, um, and he stops. And he looks into the eyes of all those assembled and declares, I know you think that Johnny came here for my money. But what he just did shows that he only came here and did what he did to be close with me. And I think that, yes, Abraham has gone through all of these trials. I mean, the greatest one is the Akita. And he go through all these trials and why is he being obedient? Because he was God's friend. And he had God's love, and he loved God, and God loved him, and because God loved him and he had God's love, he was able to love others. And what did he do that was so important is that he made disciples. There were about 300, three, there were about 300 disciples that he took with him people who he brought, who he discipled and brought into his, 
his family into his home and took with him when he left his father's house. Well, how great is that? That shows that, that he loves God. We know God loves him, but it shows that he loves God. And so what he did, all his times of obedience, even the Akita, which we study, obviously, on, um, on Rosh Hashanah, but um, even the Akita, um, he went and he was ready to slay his son because he just trusted God, knowing, okay, he probably feeling, even if I'm going to do this, he'll raise him up right away. And, um, and he went to do it, and, and just like with the, the paper and the candle, he said, no, stop. I've provided a ram or a lamb for you. And, and it's an amazing, amazing thing that happened. This is a story. See, every, almost every story in the Bible is really a love story because God loves us and he shows us his love. And, and um, he wants us, he wants us to act in the same way. And so in Genesis 14 verse, I think it was 14 verse 3, it's, um, okay, it's not 14, it's 14, 13. Then a survivor came and told Avram, the Hebrew, who was dwelling by the lodge trees belonging to Mamre, the Amorite, the brother of Eskol, uh, the brother of Aner, and they were Abram, Abram's or Avram's allies. Um, he was, he was um, Avram, the Hebrew. And most of us know this, but the word Hebrew in Hebrew, the Hebrew is the English, but the, the Hebrew of Hebrew is the word Ivrit. And Ivrit means a boundary crosser. And Avram was a boundary crosser. And I can tell you that as a Jewish person growing up, Believing that one of the worst things that you can do is ever believe in Jesus. Uh, Yeshua, but we didn't even know that his name was Yeshua then. Was, you know, but believing that's one of the worst things and one of the biggest curses you could have on your life. And if you've read my book, I, I, I speak about that in my um, journey in the... Uh, that I put in the in the appendix, but um, being a boundary crosser, my wife and I at the same second made a decision to be a boundary crosser. And what a boundary crosser is is doing something different because of conviction from what the world is telling you to do. 
And we're in a time in this world right now, we're in a time that the world, our country and the world are telling us to be a certain way. And as believers and people who are trying to be righteous and holy as he is righteous and holy, which we can't achieve, we can only achieve because he looks at us through the sacrificial blood of the covenant. And, and, and we're going to get into that in Genesis 15 in, in a minute. But he's telling us to cross over to God's way of doing things. And when we think about it, just like people didn't want to do it in Noah's time and they didn't want to do it in um, Abraham's time, they didn't want to turn to God. They wanted to... They, who did they worship in, in Abraham's time? Does anyone know who they worshipped? Well, they worshipped idols, but... The, the the big God, but small g, I say, was Nimrod. Nimrod. He made himself he made himself God. You see, there's always people who try to make themselves the idol, the God that should be worshipped, and that's idolatry. And so they took a stand. And today there's so many things that we're being told that we have to do which are so anti-scriptural. But it's time for us to be a Hebrew, to be an Ivrit, to be a boundary crosser. Even though it's not the popular thing to do, we have to make the choice to be that boundary crosser, to be that Ivri. Because we want to be like Abraham and we want to have the love of God just exude from us. So we want to make... You know what the world would start to look like or the country would start to look like if each one in our congregation was able to make 300 Talmudim, 300 disciples. If we were able to, oh my gosh, it would, it would, it, everything would, would change. And, and by the way, I want to encourage each and every one of you to vote. We need to vote. I'm not telling you how to vote for or who to vote for because that's none of my business. It's your business. But I want to tell you, it's our duty to do that. And each and every one of us should go vote. This is an important election and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. Whatever side of the aisle you're on, whatever is your conviction, then it's, an, it's a very, very important time to vote. And so, um, and, you know, I don't speak politics, so I'm not speaking politics, but I'm saying it's your obligation to get out and vote. You're whoever you want to vote for, but vote. 
and, and there are amendments and judgments and I mean judges and study the amendments find out where who if you want to vote yes or no on the amendment find out in, with judges you don't know with judges you don't see the political party so it's just find out you know read about the, the person and see if that person would be like you this is what we have to do we have to be boundary crossers and um, if we read in Genesis 15, where it says, uh, beginning at verse, beginning at verse nine, says, then he said to him, says. Um, Adonai is saying to him, bring me a three-year-old young cow, a three-year-old she-goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young bird. So he brought all these to him and cut them in half and put each piece, and put each piece opposite, opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds. Then the birds of prey came down upon the carcasses, but Avram drove them away. When the sun was about to set and a deep sleep fell on Avram, behold, the terror of great darkness was falling upon him. And I want to tell you that um, in, in ancient societies, they would always make an agreement and make a covenant. And, a, and what they did with the covenant is they would take these certain animals and uh, um, and they would cut them in half and they put one on one side and one on the other side so it's like one on this side one on this side and there would always be a fire they'd make a f they would make a fire to go through both sides and burn and burn up the um, that that offering and uh, so it says that, and then God says to him, verse 13, then he said to Avram, know for certain that your seed will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and they will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. But I'm going to judge the nation that they will serve. Afterward, they will go out with many possessions, but you, you will come to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age, then in the fourth generation, they will return here, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the, and now it says, when the sun set, it became dark. Behold, there was a smoking oven and a fiery torch that passed between these pieces. And the smoking oven and fiery torch is, for, is, is God going, going past. But for we who believe in Mashiach, in Messiah, then that, that fire, that, that God who went forth is the Mashiach. He's the Mashiach. He's the one in so many of the places pre-incarnate. He was the one that came. And we're going to see like next week in Vayera, we're going to see that, that Abraham um, had, there were the three the three angels, one of them was 
one of them was God, and it was the pre-incarnate Yeshua. How, how do I know that? Because he, Abraham bowed down to him and he took the blessing with angels. If you bow down to an angel, they said, no, 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 not to me. I'm just like, I'm just like you. Not to me. You can only bow down to God. But in Genesis 18, he, he, Abraham bowed down and, and he knew that he was, he was Lord. He, he didn't know that he was Yeshua, but he knew that he was, that, that that was definitely Lord. And so in that covenant, that smoking oven and fiery torch, that fire came and, and burnt the offering. And that fire was Yeshua. And that's the fire of Yeshua that can, that can go forth. Remember, if you're God, you can... You can do anything if you're God. So, so that was it. And what's important about that? What's important about that is that we as Jewish people are a covenant people, which is so important. And the reason why we have the land and the reason why we cannot give away parts of the land of Israel, even though it's been done, the reason why it's wrong is because God made a covenant. And with that covenant, and we have the covenant of circumcision. Why? Because that's the shedding of blood. You see, we, as Jewish people, when we grow up, we don't think of the word covenant. Because we, we don't read the Bible. So we don't think of, we, we, we don't think of, of the word covenant covenant and we don't and, and and even if we heard it and thought about it a little bit we don't really know what it means we don't understand these things that we read in the Torah and so when we come to believe in Yeshua and and we we hear that okay so he became the sacrificial offering it doesn't make sense the shedding of blood but it goes all the way back. Yes, it goes back to the Gani Dan when they when they um, put the when they covered themselves with animal skins. They had to they had to sacrifice the animal, and blood had to be shed. And um, but that's but that's what the covenant of circumcision is. The covenant of circumcision is that blood had to be shed. The covenant that we see in Passover is the blood has to be shed. A lamb's blood has to be shed. In every single thing, thing we, we see that we are a covenant people. And so when you understand that, you say, oh my gosh, that meant, now it makes more sense about what happened, why Yeshua that he was God and he made a way that he would come and live amongst us so we could understand the attributes of God. And so, remember, we are a covenant people and it is just so important that we remember that and and when we understand that we're a covenant people we can understand that all of our sins have been forgiven 
because there was a sacrifice where the blood was shed. There was a sacrifice. That makes it a covenant. And that's why it's called a brit chadashah. Brit, as we know, is a cutting. But chadashah and brit, as we know, is a cutting that makes a covenant. And, and chadashah means new. That there's a new covenant God made. And he made it with Mashiach, with Messiah, with himself, his son. And we have to understand, just as as Catherine Kuhlman had said, faith is, is God. It, you can't separate it. Well, faith is knowing that when God, the Father, says something, that it's true. Faith in, 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 is, means that when Mashiach promises something, it is true. Um, faith means that when the Ruach HaKodesh touches us and speaks something to us, we know it is true because there is only one God and God promises and that's what faith is all about. The enemy is working hard to exaggerate every issue that's, that's, that we're having travail with. He's exaggerating and he's stirring up havoc all around. And we have to understand is that how many want victory? Raise your hand. If we want victory, then there's one answer. Don't quit. And the reason why is because if you want victory, it is because God has made a promise to us. And even though things don't seem like the way you would like it to be or desire it to be, let's understand, let's understand that it will come because that is faith. And we have to keep renewing our faith. And understand that when we're in a season of trials, God is offering us a blessing. When God sent Abraham out, that was the beginning of a, of a season of trials. And that was greater and greater and greater blessings. He's giving us the opportunity to step into a new season, a new level of the boldness and power of Messiah. Hallelujah. 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 So, let us say no to wariness and complacency. And let us remember as scripture says in Isaiah 40, 31, if those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength, they will mount up with wings like eagles, they will run and not get tired, they will walk and not get faint. 
And let us also remember that as the Haftorah in Isaiah 40 and 41 says, we need to walk in the newness of God's grace and live a life that is worthy of the price that has been paid. Walk in the power of holiness. Have confidence with purity and power because it is for a life such as ours that Messiah made that covenant and he went through the sacrifice himself. He is asking us, be my friend. And I'm letting you go through all these trials and tribulations for one reason, because I love you and I want to draw you close to me. So let us remember that. We want to be drawn close to God. He's desiring us So walk in the power and the fire and the boldness of the almighty God. Hallelujah. 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 Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we come before you today and we thank you and bless you and ask, Lord God, that we can walk in your power and your boldness.